In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Um, you know, I have to say, I haven't stopped looking at my fingernails uh, and wondering about my heart health for like the last week. So thank you for that. I owe, I owe that to you, I think. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Um, give me a few films that have interviewed you, Christos, as the older you've gotten, what, or maybe as a kid growing up as an adolescent, what films influenced you as you as you've gotten older? Um, definitely a lot of films. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, uh, I love, uh, filmmakers like Bresson, Casavetis, like, uh, Leos Carax, uh, but the film that made me to want to be a filmmaker was The Truman Show. Um, oh, that's a good call. And I watched it when I was 14 and, uh, I loved it so much. Because I love, I I think that's the, the movie that has the perfect balance, and I mean the per- perfect balance between comedy and drama, uh, between making something that it is uh, uh, high concept but at the same time very grounded, mm-hmm. and uh, something that it is uh, a little bit dystopian but uh, it's so humanistic. So I think that it's a movie with a great great balance, and I love it so much. That's a great quote because I I feel like um you're right it's got that dystopian feel to it but it's also got a good feel to it it's got a happiness and a comedy but at the same time it's like oh good lord this is terrible this poor man is like just suffering you know it's like he doesn't so yeah what a great call um I have to say speaking of of great movies boy what a great soundtrack on um fingernails huh oh thank you so much thank you. <laughs> yeah how how tough is it do you as a director do you have a part in selecting some of those do you can you insist on some of that how does that work uh in terms of the songs that we used Correct. Uh, yeah. were, um songs that i loved i grew up with these songs yeah uh and uh, i love them we have a lot of 80s synth pop songs and uh in general i, I love old songs so uh, there were somehow my selection, and then uh, with Christopher Stacy, with our composer, we tried to to create the perfect balance uh, between uh, having these um, uh, famous pop songs and at the same time a melancholic score uh, in order to give the tone that we needed for the film. Yeah, it's got a great score to it too. The vocal music is great, and the score is is, is equally as good too. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, I I wonder what this movie would look like, what the clinic would look like, twenty or thirty years in the future with AI heavily involved. Right? I feel like it would be next level. I, I don't want to say awfulness, but it would be, it would be something that it has its own. It would be its own demise. I feel like it would be a very terrible thing, Christos. What do you think? Yes, I am. I am afraid of the AI. I'm yeah. so, so afraid, to be honest. I think that uh, I think that we are letting so many things on AI. Uh, we are. I don't know how, especially people are using the, all these dating apps, uh, and they are using them in a way that, of course, we are trying to make a comment on uh, technology and on AI yeah. with the field because um, everything has like 
now, uh, right now everything has became only one click. One click and then we are looking at the, on a screen and um, love is like this. And uh, uh, we're swapping right or left with our finger and our nail in order to find the perfect match. And uh, But uh, at the same time, I think that we are letting an algorithm decide about us so many things. And love is something so instinctive. We need to follow our instinct and not letting anybody to, to decide about us. So I, I hope that people will stop doing that. I hope that people will understand that love should go through eyes and not through screens. Oh, but that's great. It scares me, to be honest, that we are going a, a lot through screens. I was hoping that after the pandemic, a lot of things will change, but to be honest, it's horse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Instead of four. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, and I, and I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and the eighties, more of the eighties as a kid. And you know, when you'd meet somebody or the nineties, you'd give them your phone number, they'd call or you talk to them in person, but now you're right. It's just, it's one click swipe left, swipe right. It's doesn't, it's, it's taken the personality out of it. Yes. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. And uh, we are, I feel that we are also because we are talking all the time on a screen. It's that we are idealizing or fantasizing things uh, for the other person without uh, really uh, meeting the other person. And um, I, I don't know. I think that we need to change that. You know, when we talk about fingernails, it's such a wonderful uh, film. It's, it's available on Apple TV Plus right now for those listening or watching. Why would anybody want to take this test when 85% of the time about maybe a little more, it will be, it'll prove to be negative news, right? Like I think it works like 13 to 15%. I think the film said where it's, it's a hundred percent accurate. Why would anybody subject themselves to that and getting a zero or a 50? My heart would, if my wife took this test and that happened, my heart would break Christos. My heart, my heart would be shattered on the floor. I would, I could not do this. I can't, I can't get over. It. I just, I don't, I don't know why anybody would even try to do this. I mean, the idea is amazing, but I don't know. It takes guts to do this, right? Yes, but uh, because a lot of people did it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, as we are doing a lot of things out of curiosity, uh, and they failed, then um, there were any ways they were lonely. So they were trying to find answers. They were trying to find ways to prove it, and they were trying to find ways to uh to prove to the whole society also about if they are in love or not and uh, i will tell you the same thing that uh, why people are using all these dating apps in order to find uh, love uh, even if a lot of times doesn't work they're going to the next and to the next one from there so um i think that yeah, yeah, you, you know, I can see somebody too because the divorce rate is very high in the United States, right? It's like sixty percent or fifty. So somebody could say, you know what? Before we get married and, and are together forever, let's make sure we're compatible forever. So I could see them doing it from that point of view too. So that makes sense, right, Christos? That's kind of a a way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to say, so to me, the, the the mental part of it, this movie does focus on it. It's it's got a great feel to it, but also the physical part, like. I love the way um, Amir talks about taking a fingernail off is like no problem. Like it's, it's easy. Like I feel like anytime you watch a hostage movie, Christos, it's like the first thing you see and it's like so painful, but the way Amir just plays it off. Uh, uh, I got to tell you, uh, he's, he's a pretty special actor. Is he's a pretty, pretty special actor. Uh, we were very lucky to have them. They are, they are really great uh, in the film. And uh 
And of course, the way that we are describing, uh, for me, it's something symbolic, uh, losing a nail. Uh, because, um, first of all, it's what I said about uh, how we are using our our fingers and our nails uh, mm. on a daily basis to touch screens. Um, I think that uh, in a recent uh, research, uh, I was reading that we are touching a screen of uh, cell phone 2,165 times per day. Wow. Uh, and uh, since we're trying to make a direct comment on that, we wanted to take something from the fingers, and that's why we decided to take the nails. Yeah. And um, uh, and it's also we're trying to show how uh, the pain of love is equal to uh, the physical pain. Uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, Amir is trying to show that to... Uh, to explain to everybody how easy it is. And it was really wonderful working with Reese and with Jesse uh, and with Jeremy, of course, and with Luke Wilson. You know, when you go back to Riz and, and his career, you know, the night of Sound of Metal and here in Fingernails, he's got this, I don't know, I couldn't think of any other way to phrase it except this. He's got this, like, powerful silence about him. Like, he he has a way of conv convincing or, or portraying to the audience like this just he doesn't do it verbally in your face it's very quiet it's very subdued but my goodness uh christos it's very very powerful uh he's a great actor i really wanted to work with him because i feel that he's also a chameleon in a way because uh he can he can be he can do dramatic to comedic parts very easily but also we have never seen him before something romantic and uh that's what we were hoping to have with fingernails, to create something really romantic and really subtle in a way, but very powerful in the way that he expresses himself. And uh, he's one of my favorite actors, and he's really, really wonderful in the film, I think. Yeah, he's very special, and I want to talk about those actors in a moment. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you look at this cast, right? Uh, uh, Jesse Buckley, Riz Ahmed, uh, Jer uh, Jeremy Allen White, Luke Wilson... When you have a cast that's call sheet is very, I want to call it powerful home, you know, these home run hitters, you know, they are just amazing. Is there pressure on you as a director to maximize their ability, right? Because I, I try to look at it like if I was a director, which I, I don't know a fraction of what you know, but I would be like, my God, I have to get the most out of this. Like they, I, there's no excuse for not doing well with what I have here. Do you feel, do you think like that? Do you, is that how you process things as a director, Christos? Uh, for sure, you're trying to maximize all the things, not only because you want to take the best from them, but also you're trying to uh, to make the audience feel the most things from their performances. And uh, you need that from the for the characters that you have created. Uh, but I cannot tell you that there is a pressure in that way, or uh, but the, mostly I try to to work on the, with them in order to to also show that they can do something a little bit different. Because I think that Riz and Jesse, even Jeremy, with what we have seen on Bear, he's doing <laughs> something completely, completely different. And uh, I, I hope that the audience will feel that and they will see that they're having also more sides of performances. They can do more things and they can uh, create in a different way. And they adapted very, very easily on the tone of the film because I call the tone of the film an alcoholic smile tone. And uh, they understood completely the playfulness, the, uh, 
uh, a little bit the absurdism of the film. They understood it and they adapted very, very easily. So I was very lucky to have them. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny that you say that because I have it written right here. Like people are, uh, know Jeremy from uh, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, and if I said, "Listen, I'm going to create a character that's 180 degrees opposite of the character in The Bear," it is certainly um, Ryan here, right? That that's exactly what this is. Yes, exactly. yeah. And uh, that's why also we wanted to have uh, Jeremy for that role because uh, he's, he has a very strong appearance on screen. And, all, and uh, at the same time as we were trying to create this, um, I would call it triangle between uh, uh, Jesse Grease and Jeremy, we wanted to have somebody uh, that will stand opposite from Reese uh, that will have also a very strong personality in general. Yeah, yeah. It will not be an easy decision, even for the audience or for uh, for Jesse to decide. So um, I think that Zelim is the perfect choice for that. Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful cast throughout. And you know, Luke Wilson obviously being Luke Wilson um, is pretty amazing. You know, there was talk that Kerry Mulligan was on board, but then whatever happens, happens. But I feel like whether you're choosing between Kerry Mulligan or Jesse Buckley. It's like a win-win. Like you have two of the best actors on the planet, so it's like it's not like this major. There's no drop-off. It's like you have one A and then you have one A, right? It's just two great actors like that could have played that role. Of course, of course, uh, we agreed with uh, Jesse uh, with uh, Kari at uh, the beginning from the idea of the script, and uh, uh, but then uh, because of schedule of his schedule, she couldn't do it, and. Uh, um, but this was very early, to be honest, because uh, when we were almost finishing the first draft of the script, and then I always wanted to work with Jesse on something, so uh, we offered her the role, and we were very, very lucky to have her. Uh, Jesse is also um, Jesse always surprises me in whatever she's doing, and uh, she's having something that she can surprise you even on set, on every day, on things that she's doing. And um, she's bringing that on um, in the in this character. I think a lot. She's she's she has created something very tender, very strong, very warm at the same time, uh, which we needed for for the main character. Uh, and um, she's a wonderful collaborator. Yeah, special special talent. And you know, I, I, you would know this more than I would, but it seems like when the cameras were off and you guys are talking to each other in a group, this seems like a fun group of people to be around, a good group of people to be around. Uh, yes, it was a great group. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, we were very lucky because we became all friends and uh, it was very, very easy to... The, um, in general, uh, the atmosphere on set, it was very, very, very positive and very good. Uh, we're all the time trying to make jokes, we're laughing, we're, um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great set, to be honest. Yeah, a few more questions. Thank you for all this time. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you about Anna, right? So I don't know if I like Anna as a character, right? Like, just from a, from a storytelling point of view, right? Because, yes, she's she's kind, but, like, there's this, I, I don't know that I would have the trouble of of, of loving two people equally. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being like naive, but I don't think that can happen. I feel like you, your heart is always with one more than another. And I, I don't want to say polygamy. I'll stay away from that because in the end of the, we, we, we know what happens, how it unfolds. 
I found aspects of Anna to be unlikable. Am I being cynical here, Christos? Am I being am I being not a good person by saying I, I, I'm not thrilled with with what kind of person she is? I hear you. It's not that um, uh, we try to make her look like a human, to be honest. Right. Uh, like a human that she's trying to to decide and to find herself in this crazy world and to find a way also to to escape from something that uh, she's not feeling well. And uh, for sure, it would have been very easy to make uh, the character of Jeremy like uh, the very bad guy. So she's trying to escape from that. Right, but, right. Uh, this could have been something very uh, easy for me that we didn't want to have this. We wanted to create a character that has that is a little bit more complex and everything is also in their relationship more complex. Uh, uh, that's why maybe you you feel that and you feel that she's, uh, she's not a, a very likable character or a character that... Uh, but she, she's trying to find herself. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, it, it's funny that you said because the movie is filled with people trying to find themselves, right? Even, you know, the people that are blindfolded or, or doing like, and isn't that the way of the world, right? Isn't we're all trying to find ourselves. And I think the film does a wonderful job of showing people potentially vulnerable, but like trying to find their way in the world. And I think for me, the, the, the film plays very warm, very cozy, but it also plays to where you're really able to see humanity and how humanity is, does struggle at times, right? There's no perfect, a to B solution for everything. And I think that's one of the main strengths of the film. Um, yes, for sure. And it's, uh, I think that we are a little bit lost and we are really lonely in our life. And, uh, um, and because we are so lonely, I think that we are trying to understand the world around us and we're trying to find our position in this world. But uh, um, we need to, to try a little bit more, I think. Yeah, yeah. As as a director, right? So that's a huge responsibility. When you add writer to that, how much more work is involved? When we're adding, sorry. So 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 when you as a director, I feel like being a director is a hard job as it is, right? I feel like it's a very difficult job. You also co-wrote the film, correct? Mm -hmm. So when you add that plus your directing responsibilities, does that was that more time consuming? A lot more time consuming was a lot more difficult doing the writing portion as well. To, the, to, I, to be honest, I can. I don't think that I can direct very easily something that I haven't written. So mm. it goes together. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking something by creating something and not by just uh, taking something that somebody else has written. Or so I, I haven't done it until now. So I don't know how it is to direct without writing. I'm always thinking it as one thing. So, so do you think, so say if I wrote a movie, right, and it's a phenomenal script, is that something that some directors would have a difficulty in directing because it's not coming from their heart, it's not coming from their soul because it's coming from somebody else? Because I feel like different directors have different perspectives. Would that be a lot more difficult, you think, for you personally? I think that, yes. Uh, even if it's something really special, uh, I think that it will be difficult if it's not coming from somewhere that, it, it has to be perfect, In it has to be, Completely compatible with me <laughs> in mm, mm. order to be able to, to direct it. Uh, but uh, I haven't found yet something like that, to be honest. Where was the majority of the film shot? Um, in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Canada is turning into Hollywood 
north i feel like i feel like there's so many beautiful projects coming out of canada um yes it's a it's a wonderful place to shoot and uh at the same time i know with uh, the tax incentive and other uh there are other ways that the for the productions are a little bit they can be more flexible and it's easier for them to shoot there so that's why a lot of productions are going there the only tricky thing is that we don't have a lot of time during the year because of the weather in order to shoot unless if you want to do movies that includes a lot of snow yeah um, yeah 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 like, like the uh, um what's the movie with leonardo dicaprio the uh, revenant yeah yes. i mean yeah unless you're doing something like that you better be shooting in season my last question is uh, the, my favorite part of this movie is and i think we've touched on a little bit of this is is that love is love right there's no measurable right there's no number there's no percentage there's no science 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 can prove a lot of things science can prove vaccines science can prove disease what science can't prove is how much somebody loves another person and i i think of everything i loved about this movie that is easily my favorite Thank you so much. Yes, it's uh, of course we cannot measure love. We cannot uh, even analyze love. Love is something that we need only to feel, and uh, uh, it's good to not uh, relate it with science and just to try to to feel it more and to to see it more. As I said earlier, not in screens but in eyes, uh, and love should go through eyes, and just to have to. Uh, to trust ourselves a little bit more because it's not something that we need to prove. We're not proving it to anybody. It's, it's yeah. something that we need to work on it every day yeah. and uh, to make it stronger for you and for your partner and in general um, to have it in your life. Yeah, that's well said. I want to tell you also, on a side note, how special of a project Apples was. Totally loved it. Yeah, You, you are definitely a gifted director and, and I... Thank you so much for this time. It, it means a lot to me. And, and, and Fingernails is available now on um, Apple TV Plus, which is the best, one of the best bargains on streaming right now. Thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but happiness. Hopefully, we'll talk again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.